Welcome to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast, where you get real and practical advice on how to go from wearing boots to wearing a suit. We've got you covered on advice from writing resumes to killing it in an interview. Be sure to check out this podcast and more at transitionvetcoach.com. And now your host, former Navy Lieutenant Pat Bergstresser. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pat Bergstresser, host of the Vet Coach Transition Tips podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions about this podcast as you're listening or you want to get a head start on what we're about to talk about, please visit us at transitionvetcoach.com. That's transitionvetcoach.com. Thanks so much for listening again, guys. Uh, this is episode number three, transition tip number three. Transition tip number three is where we're going to start to deep dive into the resume. So transition tip number two was talking about the format of the resume that we recommend uh, to get you started. I talked at length in that episode about all the different sections of the resume and why each section is important, which ones are optional and which ones aren't optional. And in this episode, we're going to actually talk about the resume sections more specifically. So there'll be a podcast episode for each section. So today we're going to start out simple. We're going to start out with, start out with the header. And the header is important because there's a lot of assumptions that I think you could make about the header. Uh, and you want to make sure that you're up to date with the latest resume trends. You don't want to stand out for the wrong reasons. You want your resume to stand out for the right reasons. And the header is the very top of the front page. So you want to make sure you, you keep it simple, straightforward. Don't make any weird first impressions with your resume. You want it to, to come across just like every other one. One, but stand out for the right reasons. And so when we're looking at the header of the resume, uh, you can go check out the blog post on the website, transitionvetcoach.com. Just to go to our blog page and you can look at the initial blog post talking about resumes or the post specifically about the header where we show you what this looks like. But essentially at the top, you want five things. You want your name, your city and state, your phone number, your email address, and your LinkedIn URL. Now, when it comes to your name, you want that front and center. I recommend using your middle initial. So mine is Patrick M. Bergstresser. I recommend that just in case there's other, you know, if your name is Michael Smith or something like that, just, just so there's a little bit of distinction with, you know, more specifically who you are. The second line is your city and state. Don't put your address. Nobody's mailing you anything. You know, this is not the 80s or 70s or even the 90s anymore. Uh, people don't really need to have your address for any specific reason. So you can put your city and state. One tip that I would have with the city and state is some people recommend that you can actually put the city and state of the job that you're applying for. And the reason you would do that is a lot of times, even if you have personal contacts at a company, you still have to apply through their online system. And that online system has all kinds of filters built in. And we will talk about how to navigate that more specifically in the key skills section, which will be a, a pot, be probably two or three podcasts from now. But you want your resume to be optimized for that uh, website because it's going to search all your keywords and filter out people. And you need to make sure you get through that filter. Uh, and so some people recommend that you actually put the city and state of the job you're applying for because a lot of companies don't, you know, they're not looking for somebody who's outside their current area. But you can cross that bridge when you get to the interview. Don't let the system weed you out. And the people hiring may not actually care where you live and they may be willing to pay for relocation. And it's just not properly programmed into their online content management system for resumes and for people applying for careers at that company. So I would recommend putting yourself in the best position to get an interview. 
once you get an interview, you're not going to piss anyone off if you don't live in that area. And honestly, the people interviewing you probably don't even know how the filters are set up on the website anyway. So go ahead and put yourself in the best position to get the interview. You're not going to make anyone mad by putting the city and state of where the job is. Or, or if you specifically plan to relocate there at all costs, definitely put it because you're going to be there regardless. Next, phone number. Probably don't need to emphasize this in 2019, but put your area code. If you don't, they're probably not going to be able to get a hold of you because nobody can dial seven digits anymore. Some of you may not even be old enough to know that that's used, that used to be how you dialed people's phone numbers. You didn't have to put the area code if they were in the same area code as you. Now, you know, everybody has cell phones from all over the country. Uh, and so put, you know, put your, your cell phone number there. I would not put your home phone number if you even have one of those. I don't know if anybody does, but if you have a home phone number, I would not put that. I put your cell phone. You want to be available if people are trying to get a hold of you. Uh, and I would also recommend once your phone number's on your resume, go check out your voicemail. Don't have one of those voicemails that you're trying to be funny because you're trying to get a job, uh, not be funny. Being funny won't get you a job unless you're trying to be a comedian or something like that. You want to have a professional voicemail, something simple like, hi, you've reached the voicemail of so-and-so, please leave a message, contact number, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Something simple, straightforward like that. You don't want them to call you. You're not able to answer because you're in a skiff and your phone's in a lockbox outside of the skiff. And next thing you know, you are sound like a jackass on your voicemail, and now they're not interested in you anymore. So definitely put your cell phone number on there with your area code and make sure that your voicemail uh, on your phone is professional. Next is your email address. If you have some weird email address like soccer superstar, you know, 83, I'd recommend getting a professional email address. It's really easy. Just go to gmail.com or google.com slash mail and create a Gmail or Yahoo email account. That's your first dot your last. Just like on active duty, pretty much everybody's email is first dot last. You might have a number after it or something like that, but keep it simple. Just something straightforward that you, you know, I, my professional email is just patrick.bergstresser at gmail.com. And I, I, whenever I'm signing up for a site that might spam me, I don't use that. I use that primarily for bills and professional reasons. So I recommend you do the same, just first dot last or some variation of that. You can include your middle initial if you have a common name, but get something professional. Uh, uh, you don't want something that is making you look unprofessional on a document that is intended to be 100% professional. So professional email, create one if you don't have it, and and make sure that's the one you use on your resume. And then lastly is the LinkedIn URL. So if you don't have a LinkedIn account already, go make one. Like pause your podcast right now, or as soon as you get home after listening to this in the car, wherever you are, go make a LinkedIn profile. Um, we're going to have plenty of podcasts and posts about how to create a LinkedIn account, how to create a profile, how to make it keyword searchable so that recruiters can actually find you, uh, and what sections to fill out, how to fill it out, how to make it look clean and professional. In this uh, particular podcast, we're not going to go into that yet, but you need to go ahead and create a LinkedIn account if you don't have it. For those of you who already have it, you can actually go uh, to your main page. So go to sign into LinkedIn, go to your profile page where it shows you your dashboard and what your profile looks like. And on the very top right, there's a button called Edit Public Profile and URL. And if you click that, it'll take you to a new page where it shows what your profile looks like if somebody's not logged into LinkedIn. Now, most people who are going to look at your LinkedIn profile 
have a LinkedIn account and they're going to be logged in. But in case they don't, this takes them to a public version of your profile page. And on this page, you can designate what you want them to see. If you want them to see your picture or not, if you want them to be able to see certain aspects of your resume, quite frankly, I think you should just make all of this public because you want it to be search engine optimized and you want your name to come up if people Google you uh, because you can control what content about you is on the internet. And on your LinkedIn profile, it'll definitely all be professional and you want this to show up. So my recommendation is have everything, uh, you know, all of the settings on this page. And we'll talk about this on another podcast, but all the settings on this page as public as you can make them or as you're comfortable with. Um, but then on the very top right, you'll see edit URL and it says personalize the URL for your profile. And there's a little pencil next to your uh, URL. You want to adjust that to, to look like something legitimate. So it's never going to be your first name, dot your last name, dot com or anything like that. But it'll be, it's always www.linkedin.com slash in slash and then whatever your URL is. My recommendation is first name, last name or first name dash last name. You can't do dots because it's a URL, but uh, or first name underscore last name. You can make it whatever you want as long as that's not already taken. And so I recommend just making it something very easy to remember. You don't want any something with all these weird slashes and pound signs and question marks in it because their default URL is not going to be something very clean. You want something clean and memorable. So when people go to your resume and they see you have a LinkedIn URL, they know that you're squared away. They know what you know what you're doing. They know that you know how to look for a job in 2019. Uh, and that's that's one way to, to, to show that you're serious uh, and you're not just some guy or girl coming out of the military who doesn't know what they're doing. So highly recommend create a LinkedIn account if you don't already. We'll talk plenty about that on other podcasts, and there'll be plenty of blog posts on the site about that. But uh, in the meantime, if you already have an account, go to the main page for your profile, click edit public profile and URL on the top right. And then uh, when you get to the next tab that it loads, you can edit your URL. Again, it's on the top right. uh, And you can change that URL to be whatever you want. So once you get that set up, Take that, put it in the header of your resume. All right, guys, that's more than enough time we needed to spend on the header, but I wanted to be thorough and make sure you guys got everything that you needed to know about it. And I wanted to be clear about some of the tips and things to just make sure you don't overlook. So again, it's first name, middle initial, last name at the top. I have it all in caps and bolded. So just so people know who I am, like I'm, you know, make sure they know uh, whose resume they're looking at, then city and state of where you currently live or where you're applying, especially if you know you're going to be in that city and location or city and state when you get out, then your phone number, remember area code. After that, your professional email address, don't put your Navy or Army email address. Nobody's going to be able to get to you if you put that in there, because eventually you're not going to be able to use it. So Gmail, Yahoo, anything like that. There's plenty of free email accounts out there. And then uh, lastly, your LinkedIn profile URL. It'll be linkedin.com slash in slash whatever you designate it to be. Mine's Patrick-Bergstresser. Yours will be whatever you want it to be, but just make it something professional. All right, guys. So that will pretty much wrap it up today for episode number three of the Vet Coach Transition Tips podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Every episode, we close out with a one of my favorite quotes from Winston Churchill, which is, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And we always emphasize this same quote at the end of every podcast because it really is important to remember because when you get out, you might think you're a hotshot and you're going to walk into all these places and talk about your leadership experience, but I guarantee you, you're going to get no's and you need to be ready for that. And you might get a lot of no's, 
but eventually you're going to get a yes. And when you get those no's, you need to remember that it only takes one yes to find a job and start moving forward in your professional career as a civilian uh, and as a veteran. And you need to remember to, to have that courage that got you through the tough times in the military. And it's now it's a different courage. You don't need to have courage on the battlefield when you're a civilian, but you need to have the courage to continue because you're going to get a lot of no's, but eventually you're going to get a yes. You are going to find something that works for you that's the right pay, the right location with the right people, the right team, and the right culture. Once again, guys, thanks so much for listening. Again, this is Pat Bergstresser, host of the Vet Coach Transition Tips podcast. You've been listening to the Vet Coach Transition Tips podcast. For more transition tips and content, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out transitionvetcoach.com. Thanks so much for your service and all you do. As always, if you have any questions, email Pat directly at pat at transitionvetcoach.com. 